Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 194 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. And they call me Sarah. And this episode is sponsored by Sarah Brookhart. Hey, Sarah. What's up? And thank you. Thank you. Are you ready, everybody? Today, we will be discussing the third and final part of Chapter 37 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, The Lost Prophecy. (laughs) So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to continue. Nope. You're ready to just stumble like Dumble through the details. (laughs) Oh, my God. I didn't know Dumbledore stumbled. Well... I came well, up with stumble. I'm just saying. She did. And then I put it with Dumble because I know how to rhyme. <laughs> and this chapter is very Dumble centric. It this is. This chapter, for sure. Chapter. We should okay. just have every chapter have something that rhymes with a character name. Get scary like Harry. <laughs> it's the whole dang series. <laughs> okay. Oh, Megan, you have weekly profit news for us. I do. Who knows that Bear Bradley released new Harry Potter designs. And actually, the house ones are really cute. Yeah. I'm not a big Bear Bradley fan. To be honest, the house ones are cuter than. Yeah. So I'm like really picky with this Herbology one. Like, I like it, but... I like the black tote that has like the mandrake design on it a lot more than like the whole pattern. Oh, I agree. That backpack's yeah. expensive. Yeah, they're not, yeah, they're not cheap things. Yeah, it's just not my like. This stuff's just not my style. That's all. No, you don't. You don't do that. <laughs> Tiffany's like, no, you don't like it. That's not a Sasa thing. No, you might do like a blanket 
but not a bag. Yeah. Their blankets yeah. are very soft and cozy. If I will anything, say. Maybe a lunch cool. bag, but I already have a lunch bag. So I, I like really sling bags. bags. I liked that they took some bags and instead of making it all a pattern, it was, it was a neutral black. color and then yeah. like a thing on it. Was I like the, the pattern better. I like the cup. Where's the cup? Give me the cup. So. I like the pattern, but I think that I'm just coming to the realization that I don't love Vera Bradley all that much anymore. Yeah, I used to be a lot more into it. Um, and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm the just, cosmetic no. bag is kind of cute. How yeah. it has like the mandrake on it. I like the the bigger like pattern oh yeah the blanket's cute see i like i don't know i don't the love like the pattern cool. i like the design by itself oh i like the yeah car. yeah that's what i'm saying like not on a bag i think it's cool i will just yeah. say this about blankets um i have too many of them you don't so. I have oh way too many. my god we got rid of some before we moved and we still have too many yeah Ooh, but i just cannot part study buddy pillow that's cute oh One is that those, like 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 it's rest like reading pillows you yes know? with like the arms on it yeah do you like your ravenclaw stuff eh. i do meg said this i like the sling bag i don't know why but i do i remember in high school mm. i had um a backpack that like a what like a one shoulder what is that mm. called is that Cross the, what body. you're talking about the sling bag yeah and my friends wait megan okay never mind. in this because it was velcro you have to come out <laughs> and rip it from me <laughs> So I constantly uh. had to hold it so people wouldn't do that. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah, I had great friends in high school. Sounds like it. I had a bag like that and it like killed my shoulder. So I don't know why I'm like, I like this crossbody bag because I know what it'll do to me. But I have no memory of ever doing that to you. So I think oh, okay. so Megan's going to be like, I've never <laughs> been mean to you a day in your life. <sighs> all right well make sure that you follow us on spotify by clicking the follow button on our page and share this episode with your friends by clicking the three dots in the corner of the episode page share the meatballs subscribe to our <laughs> channel on youtube at swish and flick podcast and follow us on facebook instagram twitter and tiktok at swish flick cast if you'd like to support us on patreon head on over to patreon.com forward slash swish flick cast by supporting our podcast, it keeps us going and it gives you access to all of our exclusive Discord channel. What? Gives you access to all of our exclusive extras, including our Discord channel, trivia games, Swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. I don't know why I struggled with that paragraph so much. I just um, want everybody to know that it has been a day. It's been, been a day. Yeah. It's been a day. Uh, and if you would like to send us Potter stories just to brighten our days, you can send them along with fun stuff, questions, concerns, etc. to our email at swishflickcast at gmail.com. Dot Not dot net. net. <laughs> dot com. Homestarrunner.net. It's, it's dot com. Oh, Homestarrunner.net. It's dot com. No, <laughs> it's the recap. <laughs> oh, go ahead excellent excellent all right so for the last two-thirds of the chapter uh dumbledore kept on spilling those beans he told harry how creature tricked him dude was working for narcissa and bellatrix and he goes on to explain more about the protection that lily gave to harry 
you know, the protection that Harry later goes on to perform himself, but even better, uh, giving protection to everyone. But uh, anyway, yeah, Sarah, <laughs> give me that summary. Here's the summary. Believe it or not, after two entire episodes of us talking about Dumbledore talking, the man still hasn't finished talking. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Swish and Flick. Uh, so he, Harry and the rest of us finally hear the prophecy in its entirety. And uh, we get some more information about what that means for Harry. Also, Dumbledore sheds a tear, like crybaby. <laughs> One single solitary tear. <laughs> oh my gosh, Sarah. <laughs> oh, take the saddest one. part of this chapter and make it hilarious. <laughs> we gotta laugh at some point, right? Right, Maybe. right. We're just trying to make it through. So, what is the flaw? In this brilliant man plan. Nothing. I'm perfect. <laughs> no flaws. Dumbledore's like, ain't no flaws because we're drinking white claws. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. D- is anyone here drinking a white claw? No, we're I'm not. not. This no. is not even a swish and sip. No. no. Nope. On the, on the one day, we probably could use a beverage. <laughs> Correct. That's why I'm not. Which, that, hey, that's okay. That's why I'm not. Because I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, but... So the trap that he had foreseen and that he had fallen into, um, that he told himself that he could and must avoid was Feelings. caring about Harry too much. And that's really sad. So he says, quote, I cared more for your happiness than your knowing the truth, more for your peace of mind than my plan, more for your life than the lives that might be lost if the plan failed. In other words, I acted exactly as Voldemort expects we fools who love to act. He can't be too mad at himself then, you know? Yeah, you're just loving, man. It's just a horrible situation. Yeah. Caused. And you can't, at the end of the day, whose fault is this? This Yours, Tiffany. This is Voldemort's fault. (laughs) It's It's not Teeth's. It's not Teeves. So I said, you know, I go on. Don't like, know it's fault. So many times we fault Dumbledore for this. We say that he lied to Harry, keeping this information secret. Why didn't he tell him? Um, well, there you have it, right? Vold- or Voldemort, geez. Dumbledore himself. <laughs> uh, who are you, went- me? That's what I did, like, last episode. I kept mixing up Dumbledore and Voldemort. I know, I'm the new Meg. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important to remember that he's a human being and human beings make mistakes. Mm -hmm. All humans do like none of us. First of all, this is a fictional situation, but (laughs) (laughs) none of us, if put in this position could make the right choice deemed in like in everybody's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I I would. uh, Okay. (laughs) I think that like, if you get 20 people in the room and then you ask what, how they would have handled it, you might get 20 different answers. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and all they might not all right, be wrong. All, all being correct in their own respects. Yeah. Um, well, maybe, but yeah. You know what I mean. So, so many times we fault Dumbledore for this. Like, we think maybe why did you lie to Harry? Why did you keep this information secret? Because in my personal opinion, withholding information is equal to lying. Um but for me, I never really thought about it as lying in the respect that he's a he's a child and sometimes children aren't ready for certain things. 
Um, if you think about being a child yourself and what if your parent came to you with some heavily traumatic information, you know, how would that change the course of your life going forward? So keeping that in mind, Dumbledore himself went through many childhood traumas and losses. And I think that he saw that part of himself represented in Harry Potter, a boy who faced trauma and loss at the age of little over one. And Dumbledore cared about Harry so much that he thought he would be able to shield him from this devastating information, at least for a little while longer to bite him some more time to be quote normal or live a normal life and focus on those things rather than the truth and what he was guessing at. Okay. So at this point, I believe that Dumbledore at least suspects two Horcruxes. Um, The diary being one because he knew that wasn't a normal diary. And then the quote in Goblet where he says, in essence, divided. No, mm-hmm. this is no, that's this book because he's talking about um, Nagini. So he suspects mm. Nagini. Um, right. But like, why not talk about Horcruxes right now? Right. Why not tell Harry this right now? Those are still guesses. Yes, they're yeah. educated but he's in no position, at least in my opinion, to tell Harry his guesses about something that is potentially so devastating. I think, too, people are really hard on him, and they have to remember that he's a human being and not everyone, you know what I mean? Like, you might have gone into this situation if, in a Dumbledore sense of your Dumbledore. You might have gone in and done things differently, but, like, that's that's okay, People are going to do you're going to everyone's going to choose something different or maybe they won't do exactly what Dumbledore did. But he was doing what he thought at the time was the best course of action. Right or wrong. I mean, we know how he feels about it afterwards. Like, I think he definitely has regrets, but I think that's that's anybody. I think that's being a human. Yeah, but you could look back on any any number of events in your life and you could say, well, I wish I would have done this. Well, I wish I would have done that. Does that change anything? No, No. really just wasting time. Correct. And you just learn and grow and maybe do better next time. But the fact that this is the only situation like this, you can't go back and do it better next time because a you're dead. (laughs) You can't do anything. Like you, we just it is what it is. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. go Meg, go ahead. He also at this point is is suspecting Harry too, so we have to remember that he doesn't. Again, he doesn't know. I mean, we're going to get into it because obviously there's the prophecy, and we know that you know they one of them has to kill the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so he already knows Harry's fate in that sense, right? But he is he has educated guesses as to the fact that there's a connection with Harry. Mm -hmm. He could never imagine that it would be a a true Horcrux. Um, But it's an educated guess at this point. But he really does. He has absolutely no idea right now if there's any more that he needs to hunt besides Nagini and then potentially Harry until he gets that memory from Slughorn. Right. Need confirmation of the number. I have a question and I don't know. I, this could just be me not realizing that this has been a thing. Okay. But in, in it saying like 
the Dark Lord will mark him as his equal. He'll have yeah. the power of the Dark Lord. Or whatever. Yeah. Um, do you think that was like prophesizing him becoming a Horcrux? Or do you think that was just him already trying, like gearing up to be to do it? Be, him it, being Voldemort. Hmm. Oh. Um. Because Dumbledore later on is kind of like talking about like I don't know. Something. That's I a really good thought because technically really they are equal because in the end they're the same. In the end, in, in a sense, Harry can't die with that in there because he's got two souls. Right. That's really interesting. It's just the way that, like, I read, uh, like, this last part of the chapter, like, the, it, the, it's what it reads to me where, like, he transferred. Obviously, we know he transferred some of Voldemort, like, Voldemort did. But I wonder if, like, the prophecy is actually saying, no, he's going to mm-hmm. become a horror. Yeah, writer. I like, like that. That's yeah. a really good thought. Very cool. I like that. Nicely done, so so. <laughs> Sometimes I have my moments, you know? <laughs> Um, yeah. So the information right now, it's just all of it in its, in its whole, even his wonderings. It's just not the time. I think also, but it will be in a couple of months. (laughs) You can go Go ahead. ahead, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, also, okay. So Patrizia in the chat says, but Dumbledore gets the Slughorn memory, even the manipulated first one, after mm-hmm. he destroys the ring, question mark. I don't know for sure when he gets the manipulated one. Yeah. Um, however, yes, it is true that he does not get the real memory until after he destroys the ring. But mm-hmm. he has been in pursuit of that memory since before Order of the Phoenix. So he's been in pursuit of the Slughorn memory since after the Triwizard Tournament, because I think that he was, I mean, this is all a matter of opinion, but I think that he was trying to get Slughorn to come to Hogwarts for five, but failed. That's Mm. why we wound up with Umbridge. Mm. Okay. So possible. And then he went on the run. (laughs) Right. Uh, but I, I suspect at the minimum he's been after it since since after Goblet, the, but potentially the memory. even before. The memory. The memory, yeah. Um, okay. I, I think when you're when we're talking about going back to Dumbledore and like his decisions and everything, that it's easy for us as like outsiders of this, like to to talk about like all the other options and everything, but at the end of the day, like Cause him, like, why would he go, why would he make him go back to the Dursleys? And like, he does explain all of this and like people, I know that there's like a lot of debates out there that like he could have done things differently and all of this stuff. Like at the end of the day, he did what he thought was best. And no matter what the whole thing, just, it's like a sucky situation. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, so there's not much wiggle room. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So Ethan's wondering the same thing that I'm wondering. It's like, why Slughorn? Um, maybe he was talking to everybody that had interactions with a young Tom Riddle. I think, yeah, I think that, and on top of the fact that he, he would have wanted to reach out to anybody who a young Tom Riddle would have been comfortable to ask those types of questions to. And we know that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Your head of house, not necessarily defense against the dark arts either. Cause he was potions. 
Mia just said, go ahead. Didn't he recognize that Slughorn and Tom were close? Yeah. Yeah. I think think that Dumbledore is very good at like, um, like watching and analyzing people and seeing that they were close. But I think he also knows that like Slughorn knows a lot of people and Mm -hmm. therefore like to, to, I feel like when you're in that type of situation and this is just me, like in my own opinion, um, if he's trying to like, he almost, when he talks about like all of the people that he knows, like that were in his slug club, they're all people that can benefit him in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would probably know unsavory things because that's kind of like a, a way around the system of being like, well, I know this person. So like, it's not really about like, you got a lot of, you got big hair and it's full of secrets. Well, like, you know how they say, like, it's not about like, um, what you what know, you it's know, about it's who, who you, you know. know. Yeah. And he is that type of person where he has a lot of people, um, that he knows. <laughs> yeah. That's very, very true. Very, very true. And obviously he's stealing those other things. Like he, he deals in the black market, you know, he knows things. He probably drinks and knows things. I was going to say it. (laughs) Then I was like, I don't really care for that fandom. Not the fandom, the show. Isn't that? You've only seen like one episode. That's not true. How many have you seen? I don't know, like half a season. So five episodes. Sure. Give or take. Ooh, uh, I'm going to pronounce this name wrong. So please tell me how to say it after I say this. But Sitlally says, I wonder if Voldemort was influenced by Slughorn to collect Horcruxes. I think seven was just the most magically, uh, most magical number. And like based on the items that he he literally says that in the memory, right? Yeah. And like based off of the items that he goes after, like he's very calculated with what he turns in to a Horcrux. It's all about prestige and show mm -hmm, because he himself is not what he says is the best right he's got to put this it's all smoke and mirrors right he's got to portray the fact that he's pure blood yeah you come from the gaunts cool but Uh, think about too of like when you hear of like when you think of pure blood people like who's the first family you think of the malfoys right they have the pure bloodedness before all of this happens they also have like the prestige of being like high in power yet they seem like they got a lot of money where Voldemort's coming from an orphan and she has no parents he does have the fact that he is a uh, descendant of Slytherin right but he's only a half-blood so that's that's part of like um I don't know if I'd say like a defense mechanism but like he's hiding behind like well look at all of the things I have Mm -hmm. I split my soul but I also they're in these things they're in the locket they're in the ring they're in the Cup. Well, and only he knows these things. Correct. Yeah. But like in his mind, he's like, I'm no one else can be like as good as me. And that just lets and- you know how far this goes. He's even doing these things just for himself and his own knowledge. Yeah. Homeboy's got a lot of trauma. There's a lot of issues there. Um, back to what my main man was saying. He goes, is there a defense? I defy anyone who has watched you as I have, and I have watched you more closely than you could have imagined. Creepy. Not to want to (laughs) save you more pain than you had already suffered. What did I care if numbers of nameless and faceless people and creatures were slaughtered in the vague future, if in the here and now you were alive and well and happy? I never dreamed that I would have such a person on my hands. So when he started all of this, he didn't know that he was going to feel this way about Harry. It's I think it's he hoped, really I think he hoped that he wouldn't. It's really like 
it's he definitely it, didn't it, want it, to dare i say right. it's like a father's love it's yeah. a parent's love you would do anything to protect your kid i and, think he and, was, and to heck with everybody yeah. else i think he was hoping because he him obviously you said earlier that he's had a traumatic childhood he was young he was what 17 18 years old his dad's dead his mother's dead younger than that when his dad well i know but at the time that this happens with his sister dying like he's lost both of his parents right before he was gonna go on his little world tour one was right like that summer after he graduated from graduated well that's a i don't know do we call it that i think i think so all i can think of is the, the graduation song by like the, vitamin c the <laughs> author did say that like she thought about writing in a graduation scene at one point but didn't do it hmm. um but you know that's young to lose all of those people and then yeah. it's been said that from the author she said that like she and grandevald were truly like in love yeah so he loses his sister he loses the man that he loves and then his brother and him are no longer speaking for years so yeah. like he loses everything in the matter of yeah. a day a fight can i also bring up a speculation that i still think is true which would be another loss to dumbledore i think that he and and doge may have had some kind of a relationship and then their whole world tour thing you know, when you're young and you're you're looking forward to doing something like that, that's another blow to you. Yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a blow to you when you when you can't travel as an adult. We all went through that. Yeah. Obviously not for the same reasons. But, you know, now that I'm thinking about it and now that I said it's like a parent's love and it if I were to have to protect Lady Supreme, it would literally be to heck with everybody else. Yeah, I'm sure many parents can relate to that feeling. And if I put it that way, I can't fault this man at all. I mean, I she's not my child, but yes. Wouldn't you? Oh, I would go to jail if I had to see. It's different when you put it into a a different perspective like that. When you put it into something that's caretaker or parental, like there are many people that aren't even, you know, if if you just take care yeah. of a child you feel that fierce protection over them and i think part of that all too with him is that he he has a lot of regrets about his sister and maybe he's like trying to make sure what happened to her doesn't happen to him where she didn't really get to have a childhood because she had to be like locked away because of those kids that were uh did whatever and then that's her his dad goes to to jail and all of that stuff or mm-hmm. goes to Azkaban. So she really didn't get a childhood. And so maybe seeing her go through that, he want, wanted to give Harry more time to be a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And going on with more of my thoughts, I think the the line, I watched you more closely than you can have imagined, leads us to the idea that perhaps throughout his years at Hogwarts, Dumbledore did his best to watch and lead and, try harry at his strengths and of course to keep him safe and as protected as he he could of course trying to keep harry potter safe is like trying to hold water in your hands trying to get smoke trying to get smoke with the bands greatest line of the series you have the grim it's one of the darkest omens in our world and so dumbledore begins with uh harry's third year and he's talking about watching him from afar and his struggle with the dementors throughout the year and um how he finds Sirius and he learns about Sirius's truth 
and how Sirius is his godfather. And so he goes, should I have told you then? Right after you saved your godfather from the ministry. But in his mind, Harry was 13. But also his excuses for not telling Harry the prophecy were starting to run out. Right. 13 is still a child. That's a that's a child. Yeah. You know, I think he says they may not think they are. (laughs) Girl, (laughs) let me tell you something about 13 year old kids. They're wild. Um, (laughs) So his excuses are running out for not having to tell him because he's, you know he's getting older and he's learning more and more things about the, the wizarding world. And unlike a normal child, he had proved Harry being that he was exceptional. He was an exceptional 13 year old kid. Harry, Harry. I think that, yeah, I think that's um, definitely seen with, producing a Patronus like that's exceptional magic for his age yeah and so Dumbledore is still uneasy and he doesn't do it but he knows that the time needs to come and this part I think is very well explained because we always were thinking about like why didn't you tell him in four okay he's older right maybe four so there's a whole year of Harry going through craziness. The Triwizard Cup throughout this whole year. Is there ever a good time? Not really. Well, and I think, too, <laughs> like to tell him that would be to distract him when he literally needs to focus on staying alive. Staying alive. Ah, staying ah, alive. Ah, 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 ah. Megan. Ah, ah. I think it's also important in four to talk about Dumbledore and what's going on with Dumbledore in four because I think that in four is really the one and only time that Dumbledore's truly blindsided yes by Voldemort and I think that it was probably like not mentally good for either of them to have that conversation at the end of four I mean Dumbledore truly thought that Moody was Moody 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 yeah (laughs) Uh, i know that he like he didn't suspect until like moody took him he was probably targeting um kakaroff or bagman or i I don't something he knew something was going on with barty crouch didn't know what that was but like he really was blindsided by that. So well, I think did he that, even think that any of that had to do with Harry, like with Barty Crouch well, and like all of that stuff. Well, like besides getting the fact that he's like in the tournament, but that was what threw him off was the fact yeah. that like Harry's name came out of the Gobble to Fire when it wasn't supposed to. So like clearly something's going on. But like yeah. he, that, this, like that was one of the that's one of the only times in the series that we truly see Voldemort a step ahead of Dumbledore and not the other way around. <laughs> Because Dumbledore had well, no idea. seven, because he's dead. Well, yeah, true. And Voldemort <laughs> still messed it up. Well, you true. know. Well, Harry did Can't it, win but. them all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, four was just a messed up year. And so coming out of the maze at the end of it, um, watching, having watched Cedric die, escaping death so narrowly, if it had not been for that monologue... And he still (laughs) did not tell him, right? 
Thank you for laughing, Katie. You're welcome. (laughs) Even though Voli had returned, it must happen soon, right? This conversation must happen soon. But then the connection that was unforeseen messed that up. And I wonder if after giving Harry some time to heal after Cedric died, that he might have told him, um, except for this, this dangerous connection, right? So... Voldemort, jeez, Megan, Dumbledore finds out that, you know, <laughs> I was like, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, you did that, that Voldemort takes Harry's blood and it's like double binding themselves together. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I think that Dumbledore didn't tell Harry at the end of this year because it was so traumatic. I mean, Harry didn't yeah. even want to talk about anything. And, you know, with the tournament, school, regular kid stuff, just wasn't the right time. On top of, like, Voldemort now has to grapple with, I always knew he was going to come back. He's back. Like, uh, all right. Did I say Voldemort? (laughs) Son of a... What are you doing to all of us? That's got to be the title of this episode (laughs) somehow. Oh, my God. You're in everybody's head. You're the worst. (laughs) (laughs) Dumbledore has to grapple with the fact that Voldemort has, in fact, as he knew he would, come back. So, like, just thrown. Yeah, and then the trauma that Harry has gone through. I do have to say, though, like, hearing Dumbledore be like, yeah, when you were 12 and you came back from slaying the Basilisk and you were, like, (laughs) exhilarated, I couldn't let you down then. I had to let you run, like, ride that... Basilisk slaying high. <laughs> I let him have his moment. Basilisk slaying high. <laughs> those were good times. You remember those days? Good those times. Ones? Good times. Quote, and now tonight, I know you have long been ready for the knowledge I have kept from you for so long because you have proved that I should have placed the burden upon you before this. What would happen if he was like, Harry? I am your, your father. father. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually your best friend, Ron Bulldor. I can get on board with that theory. hundred oh, percent. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, he continues to say, my only defense is this. I have watched you struggling under more burdens than any student who has ever passed through this school. And I could not bring myself to add another, the greatest one of all. Sad face. <laughs> Harry waited, but Dumbledore did not speak. I still don't understand. That's what Harry said. Ready? The knowledge. Oh, it's power. Quote, Voldemort tried to kill you when you were a child because of a prophecy made shortly before your birth. He knew the prophecy had been made, though he did not know its full contents. He set out to kill you when you were still a baby, believing he was fulfilling the terms of the prophecy. He discovered to his cost that he was mistaken when the curse intending to, intended to kill you backfired. And so since his return to his body, and particularly since your extraordinary escape from him last year, he has been determined to hear that prophecy in its entirety. This is the weapon he has been seeking so assiduously since his return. The knowledge of how to destroy you. Joke's on you. You don't hear it. <laughs> Does he ever find out, though? This is me not remembering. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, 
I've read, I've only read the last two books like a thousand times. But let's just talk about Dumbledore, because I know we haven't at all for episodes. <laughs> it is such a good power play that he used this, because he's, you know what I mean? He's redirected to look at the stupid prophecy. Not that it's stupid, but like, what does it really tell you? Like, it you're going to try anyway. to kill him anyway. So like, it was going to happen anyway. Yeah. So like, it's, it was so good for him to like, he wasted how much time and energy wild goose chase try, yeah yeah perhaps a dumbledore man i think it was a wild geese chase but so it provides so Vinny's like it pro- does provide information yes but like yeah, but it, Voldemort but doesn't get it so not really to him. important information the end would have happened anyway because dumbledore and half-blood prince goes on to say if you knew that voldemort did all of these things xyz what would be the end result harry says i'd want to kill him myself boom there you go I think by this point, like, even without the prophecy, like, they both are thinking, like, I want to be the one to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which it's is almost what it comes like, down to. I mean, regard, yeah, like, regardless of what the prophecy says, it was always going to play out the same way. <laughs> you know what it makes me think of that, like, TikTok slash real? It's like, it's like, it's like, that's the whole point. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> oh, goodness. Are we ready to continue? I'm here for it, baby. All right. So the sun had risen fully now. Just to give us some perspective on how long this night has been for poor Mr. Harry. It is now morning. Uh, So Dumbledore's office is bathed in the sunlight. And the case that the Sword of Gryffindor is in gleams white and opaque. And the fragments of all the instruments that Harry had thrown to the floor glistened like raindrops. And there was a wee little baby fox making soft chirruping noises in his nest of ashes. Cute. Also, I love the subtle little reminder like, oh, yeah, sort of Gryffindor. I know. I was thinking yeah. that, too. I was like, here's my question. Right here. Yeah. What's up? He was already rebirthed, right? Before Dumbledore got brought him back. So why are there ashes by him? Probably because he dies there on the regular and then he cleans them <laughs> up. That's <laughs> filthy. Clean Maybe the birds cage. Um, Maybe they're cozy. <laughs> Maybe no. whenever Dumbledore cozy? burns a fire, he collects the ashes because Fox likes to lay in it. Maybe he just yeah, puts them in his little cage. Little bed. Why don't you just leave Fox alone and let him like what he likes? <laughs> What if he doesn't like it and he's secretly thinking, I think he likes it. I wish this old man would clean up my my nest. I wish this old man would take out the dustbuster. Get rid of it. Oh, dustbuster. Mr. Weasley would love that. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Um, Go into your serious part. All right. So, Harry blankly looks at Dumbledore and just says, well, the prophecy has been smashed. And he explains that Neville had it in his pocket. Harry, like, grabbed at his robe, ripped, the prophecy fell out, and it smashed. But Dumbledore explains, well, what was smashed was just a copy of the prophecy, and I happen to be the one who the prophecy was told to. Surprise, what? Harry. Brand new information. <laughs> Oh, um, tangled webs we weave. So Dumbledore then continues. On a cold, wet night 16 years ago, in a room above the bar at the Hogshead Inn, 
I had gone there to see an applicant for the post of divination teacher, though it was against my inclination to allow the subject of divination to continue at all. The applicant, however, was the great-great-granddaughter of a very famous, very gifted seer, and I thought it common politeness to meet her. I was disappointed. It seemed that it seemed to be that she had not a trace of the gift herself, and I told her courteously, I hope, that I did not think she would be suitable for the post, and I turned to leave. So Dumbledore then walks across the office and pulls out his pensive. Beautiful. And withdraws a memory from his little temple. <laughs> places his little it, old man temple. <laughs> places it in this old man. the little pensive. It swirls around and then he prods it and does something that we haven't seen before. Um, because usually we, you have to like go into the memory. Mm-hmm. But he just makes Sybil Trelawney rise out of the pensive, and her voice up. was harsh and hoarse, and Harry had heard her use this voice once before. Um, so as we know, he heard this voice in Prisoner of Azkaban. What? <sighs> Tiffany, do you want to read it? So sorry, dude. Someone, someone's got to do it. You were doing it before. I know. It was in my book. Did you put it in your thingamajigs? Oh, I did. Do you have water near you? I feel like it's going to hurt your throat. Yeah, I got water. Where is it? (laughs) It's my last point before the links. Before we... I'm trying to look on the internet about how much of the prophecy that Voldemort heard. I don't... I think he just gets what Snape told him all those years ago. So half. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, he even says in the Harry and Voldemort's little circling battle at the end of seven when they're chatting with each other. And he's like, what is it? Love. So he already knew. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) he literally says that. And he He says it in a snotty way. He deserves. Well, he also thinks that like loves the greatest weakness. Truth. And it's the greatest strength. Tom. Tom. Tom to Tom Tom Tom. <laughs> Here's the prophecy. The one with the power to vanquish the Dark Lord approaches. <laughs> <laughs> Born to like those who are. I sound like Florence. Thrice <laughs> <Christ> to. Thrice <laughs> to fight him. <laughs> Born as the seventh month dies, and the Dark Lord will mark him as his equal. But he will have power the Dark Lord knows not. <laughs> and either must die at the hand of the other. <laughs> For neither can live what the other survives. <laughs> the one with the power to vanquish the Dark Lord will be born as the seventh month Die. You went from being like a hairy to being like Schmeagol. Yes! I felt it. I felt it so hard. But I I feel good for have done that. It got a lot of energy out. I feel done for have done that. I do have a question about prophecies in general. Okay. Why do they always sound like this? Like, born 
to those who have thrice defied him. Like, I don't know. Why can't you like just that? say three? I have asked you thrice for a towel. It's never like, okay, there's going to be a boy that's born or whatever. Say it. All right. Born. Say it. Say it like, um, okay. Say it like a teen. The person, <laughs> the person that's going to be able to kill the dark Lord. They have to be born by someone who or people that have, uh, said no to him or got away from him like three times. They're going to be born in July, probably towards the end. Uh, the dark Lord Voldemort dude or whomever he wants to call Tom. He's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to kill you. Uh, or you're going to be my equal. You know, you know, we're going to be the same. Uh, and, uh, then that kid's going to have power that, that, that dark Lord does not know about. Nope. And then, uh, they have to kill each other. Someone's gonna die, and only one of the two. Okay. And so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Whoever's gonna have that power, they're gonna be born at the end of July. Born in deep go. July. Deep July. Deep, deep July. Like the deepest you can get. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I hope I I did enough. That okay was fantastic. Job. <laughs> Thank you. My throat hurts now. So. <laughs> um. Okay. So I went on to the lexicon to kind of like break this down a little bit. We already know a lot about it, but, you know, Why not? let's talk more. Okay. So as we know that this prophecy could have referred to either Harry Potter or Neville Longbottom. Yes. Both boys were born at the end of July. Yes. And both sets of parents had escaped Voldemort thrice. Do we know the we don't know those instances? No, I don't think so. I don't no. believe that we do. That's a shame. Um, Voldemort chose to believe that Harry was the one meant and targeted him to eliminate the threat. So in doing so, (laughs) he unknowingly actually set the prophecy in motion by marking him as his equal. It's funny that he thinks a one year old's a threat. Right. But he is. He just did it because it was going to be theoretically easier. Right. No battle. Yeah. Um, if he had Dumbledore on his side, it would have been bad news bears for the good side. You know what I mean? Because he's like, dude, I would have told him to like, wait, wait a little bit. So <laughs> Dumbledore <laughs> knew that both boys would be in danger once Voldemort heard the prophecy. And that is why he told Lily and James. And we presume he told Frank and Alice as well to go into hiding. We don't know for sure if he did. I would assume that he told both sets of parents. Um, However, unfortunately, as we know, the Potters make their secret keeper at the last minute, Peter Pettigrew, who was a traitor in the order. Um, So, okay, there I found a Reddit thread as well. And I just thought this was interesting. So this is from Maddie Cakers, 247. Thanks, Manny. She posted. (laughs) They posted. My boyfriend and I have been having a movie marathon, and he asked me a question, and I wasn't sure how to answer. If the prophecy in Order of the Phoenix says neither can live while the other survives, how are they both surviving currently? Well, they can't, like, in their own minds, I think that... They're safe. No. <laughs> they're Sir. never going to to live calmly you know what i mean yeah. like truly live 
until yeah. the other is dead. Does that make sense? Yes. Janine okay. just said living and surviving are different. Yes. Yeah. They can live They're but not, not thrive. Thriving. Thanks, Sam. Um, so this is not a horcrux on Reddit replied. And I like this answer, but too. It is. Um, and it says the prophecy doesn't say anything about them both having to die, just that one of them will have to kill the other. Plus, the prophecies only half as much power as you give them. Because so, in order we think in Deathly Hollows, I think that is this Deathly Hollows? I think this is at King's Cross. Harry says, but sir, it all comes to the same thing, doesn't it? I've got to try and kill him or. Then Dumbledore says, got to. Of course you've got to, but not because of the prophecy. This is because or Half-Blood Prince. Oh, is it? Because mm -hmm. you yourself will never rest until you've tried. We both know it. Imagine, please, just for a moment that you've never heard of the prophecy. How would you feel about Voldemort now? Harry, I'd want him finished and I'd want to do it. You said this before. That's right. Sorry, it is Half-Blood Prince. Uh, and Dumbledore Here then says, down. of course you would. You see, the prophecy does not mean you have to do anything, but the prophecy mm -hmm. caused Voldemort to mark you as his equal. In other words, you're free to choose your way, quite free to turn your back on the prophecy. But Voldemort continues to put store by the prophecy and he will continue to hunt you, which makes it certain, really, that Harry says that one of us is going to end up killing the other. Dumbledore. Yes. Jokes on him. It's both. Oh, but <laughs> 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 well, really if you think about it Voldemort just kills himself true so yeah it sucks to suck it's been a minute since I've said that I feel like but it does it just sucks to suck yeah there's also an interesting article on the wizardingworld.com about what if Neville had become the chosen one um it's just kind of interesting how it like breaks it down and is kind of it's just like would Voldemort still have fallen? Would Harry have had more traditional life? Would Neville have still fulfilled the prophecy? Uh, and like it's just, you know. I think part of for me at least, um For who? For me? We haven't done that in a long time either. <laughs> it feels good Man, to hit the back to old there. ways. I think part of the whole Lily's love protection is the fact that she was asked to stand down because Voldemort was doing a favor for Snape because Snape asked him to like, basically, you know, like don't kill my lady. Who okay. No, she's my lady. Okay. That in itself is idiotic. I don't disagree with you, but what I'm that saying anybody is like, I think thinks that that would have happened. And I'm talking about Voldemort and Snape. That's idiotic. It happened. So regardless of how you feel about it, I just think that like that's that is part of the reason why, because she was asked more than once to step away from the child and she didn't and she refused. He would not have given that chance to uh, whatever. Neville's mom's. Yeah, Alice. I wanted to call her Augusta, you know? but that's her. That's the grandmother, right? Yeah, you're close. The more, <laughs> the more I think about Snape asking Voldemort to spare Lily, the more. I mean, uh, just. I want to say something. I, just, I guess it's, it's just doing a favor. I don't think he didn't. I don't think he really cared that much. Obviously, he kills her, but he was like, you know, this is like my top dude, right? Like that. He's you're missing what I'm saying. I understand that you think that Voldemort doesn't no. care. What no. are you saying? I'm mad that Snape would even. That's disgusting to me. To it's ask. Seems, oh, for, that does not shock me. That to ask for. Lily to be spared, but go ahead and kill the mm. husband and the kid. He doesn't mm. care about them. It's disgusting. But I'm that really like wrong. surprises you. I know. 
No, it doesn't surprise me, but the more and more I think <laughs> but about it's just it, gross. the more mad you get about it's, it. It's it's disgusting to me. It's um it's Ugh. I don't even have words. <laughs> I don't I, I, I literally don't have words. I'm not gonna come on here and and start bashing them left and right, but I think But she'll do it when we're not recording. <laughs> you're not a kitten. I just I mean there are other things that Snape does. Yeah, he's got an arc, whatever. But like that in itself, if you never, if you don't just pull out that piece of information, like to me, no thanks. I think people don't hard pass. Not, we're not uh, hard pass. Big fans of his. Speaking of Snape, I, this this is the one point in this article that I want to bring up because I think that the, I think that that would have been the difference. The, the whole Snape and Lily thing is what really like spiraled this to be what it was. But Snape didn't have the same connection to the Longbottoms, obviously, and he probably wouldn't have interfered, meaning that no nobody right. would have he known would the attack have. on them was coming. So although Dumbledore, after hearing the prophecy, would have put his own protection measures in place on both families anyway. Uh, but even without a Peter Pettigrew type to betray anybody, Voldemort has his ways of finding people. And there are no guarantees that Neville's parents wouldn't have tried to protect their son in a similar way that Harry's parents did. Um, so would a similar protective magic forged from love have saved Neville? It's possible, but I, it's just, that would have been the difference. The whole like interference yeah. with Snape and think, the worm tail like, thing. If there was a situation where like, yes, I think love could have saved Neville, but I think the whole yeah. reason why Lily, the whole, that love protection was because she, to my, in my head canon, it's because she was asked more than once at least i think three or four times i think it was that's why that's that love protection i don't think he, i don't think um alice would have gotten the chance he just would have you're gone yeah true this is yeah. very 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 true yeah yeah so when, when people bring up i mean we've talked about this a number of times when people are like but it could have been neville but it really couldn't have been and i think too it's brought up in this last well, part of the chapter with him picking Harry, he's like, you're both half-bloods. And I'd never thought of that before. And I was like, okay. I Okay. Okay. Uh, he, okay. Values, he values purebloods. Yeah. Even though, like, obviously, the Longbottoms, to him, are probably blood traders or whatever, because they're Aurors. They're part of the Order. Mm. But... What were you going to say, May? Um, I... I I'm not sure about what I was about to say, so I want to do some more research before I talk about it, but it can be talked about later. So it's okay. Fine. Well, the only I'll say this. The only reason why I say it couldn't have been Neville was because Alice wasn't Lily. Yeah, that was. Yeah. And the whole Snape interference and all that. Yeah. 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 That was that was the key factor. But you do your research, girl. What are we talking about? Is that oh, I'm, I'm done. Still? Sorry, okay. go ahead. No, Kate. don't be sorry. Um, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Others can speak now <laughs> or forever hold their peace. Meg did a little intro for me because what she talked about is what Dumbledore is about to spill here. So oh, sorry. It's okay. Um, so here Dumbledore drops this bomb of a full prophecy, right? And there's just like total silence in the office. There's no one making a sound. Not Dumbledore, not Harry. Not even the portraits, not even little baby fox sleeping uh. in his ashes. Uh, so Harry finally breaks the silence in true Harry fashion and goes, Professor Dumbledore, it did that mean what did that mean? 
Which is like, it's funny if you take it a little bit out of context, but it's sad too because like he's about to hear his demise kind of in a way. Like thankfully it works out okay, but you don't know this at this point in time. So it means that the person who has the only chance of conquering Lord Voldemort uh, for good was born at the end of July, nearly 16 years ago. And this boy would be born to parents who had already defied Voldemort three times. So Harry, like, he feels like something's closing in on him. He feels like he can't breathe again. Um, And he's like, so that means me? And Dumbledore says, the odd thing is, Harry, that it may not have meant you at all. Sybil's prophecy could have applied to two wizard boys, both born at the end of July that year, both of whom had parents in the Order of the Phoenix, both sets of parents having narrowly escaped Voldemort three times. One, of course, was you. The other was Neville Longbottom. When I read this the first time, I was like, what? I I remember reading this line and being like, Neville? I know. (laughs) Also, really quick, just to go back to this whole like sacrificial protection it's not that lily was given three chances it's just that she had the option to live and chose death instead so it's not the number three that's why alice would not not, have gotten the chance i'm not saying even i'm just saying she was asked more than once not specifically the number but she was asked like she no yeah she was given the the option it's just the fact that she was given the option yeah yeah yeah. we're all on the same page what are we fighting about we're not (laughs) (laughs) are we fighting we can't we've formed such a strong bond over the past few episodes (laughs) versus discord yeah (laughs) always wrong we're funny kate you can continue (laughs) oh oh, i was also gonna say because like up until this book actually up until this last moment of this book neville's been you know blundering neville Mm -hmm. he's he's there a lot which i think foreshadows to his massive glow up that he does when he finally is able to see his own potential but just like right now we haven't seen neville step up until this battle that just happened so like your your brain almost doesn't even have time to catch up with that and then here dumbledore's like yeah it could have been neville Mm -hmm. and you're like what Mm. um and i feel like harry really clings to that as i feel like anyone would like oh so it could not be me is it neville it's neville it's neville right i'm good i'm good (laughs) i've done enough of horrible (laughs) traumatic things he can deal with the rest of it um so he's like well why is my name on the prophecy and not his um and dumbledore says the official record was relabeled after voldemort had attacked him the keeper or chicken of the Hall of Prophecies <laughs> felt walk, it was pl- plain to see that Voldemort could only have tried to kill him because he knew Harry was the one Trelawney was referring to. I don't know. Um, well, he marked him as his equal. So he right. picked. Yep. Like, right. quite literally. Like you, sa- like you guys said, he threw this whole thing into motion. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. his choice. I mean, the prophecy could have just been said and nothing could have ever been done Correct. with it. And it's mm-hmm. literally just because Voldemort heard part of it and decided to make it come true. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason he why. is his like, own demise. <laughs> anytime there's um anytime there's like a prophecy and like anything I've ever read or saw the person like that wants to make sure it doesn't happen makes a decision that ensures that it's going to happen. Mm. Makes yes. me think of like Oedipus Rex. 
that's the first thing that comes to my mind because they wanted to you know make it so the prophecy didn't happen and all all hell broke loose and that's why it happens yeah um so harry's still grasping with it with him not being the chosen one so he's like oh so then it might not be me and dumbledore has to tell him he says i am afraid said dumbledore slowly looking as though every word cost him a great effort that there is no doubt that it is you so this is Dumbledore finally, after years and years and years of sitting on this, having to tell him. And I, that sucks. You have to tell this kid, a kid, what he needs to do that many grown adults would not face. Mm, yeah. um, so Harry reminds him, he's like, you said that Neville was born at the end of July too. And that his parents also defied Voldemort three times. And Voldemort's like, yeah, but you're missing one thing. The difference is Voldemort would choose to mark his equal. Like, that's a part of the prophecy that makes it you and not Neville. And Harry's like, well, he could have chosen wrong. He could have marked the wrong person. Um, but Voldemort, or not Voldemort, Meg, Dumbledore <laughs> says, <laughs> Meg. Voldemort chose the boy he thought would be most dangerous to him. And it's interesting to note that he chose the half-blood like himself, not the pure blood that Neville is, because mm -hmm. Voldemort saw himself in Harry before he had ever even seen him. Um, by marking Harry, he didn't he didn't kill him as he intended, but he gave him powers, a future, and Harry so far had escaped him four times, which is something neither set of parents had done. Mm -hmm. So Harry describes feeling numb and cold, and uh -huh. he's like, well why did Voldemort do it? Like, why kill me as a baby? Why not wait and see which one of us poses a bigger threat? And Dumbledore's like, yeah, that's probably more practical. <laughs> but he didn't have the whole prophecy. It was incomplete. And I like that he compares it to the DA. And he's like, I found out pretty much just like you did, that the hogshead isn't really somewhere you go to not be overheard. Um, but he also says, like, I never dreamed that going to this interview, I would hear something that was worth hearing. And I said, ouch, because poor Sybil. Poor Sybil. Yeah. Um, but then he says, my hour, one stroke of good fortune, was that the eavesdropper was detected only a short way into the prophecy and was thrown from the building. So now it's not only, I like how he corrects himself, because this isn't just Dumbledore's burden anymore like he it's out in the open now Harry's involved yeah oh Harry it's all downhill from here <laughs> <laughs> um, can we talk about the fact like I tried to look up like why was Snape thrown out if we didn't know it's Snape obviously that heard the prophecy I tried to google it do y'all know why he was thrown out of Hogshead I just for being know. Snape? Just for being like... Don't Aberforth, see his memory? Maybe Aberforth like, caught him eavesdropping and just did it just to do it. Aberforth seems a little angsty anyway. Yeah. He, you know, was... his whole life. Um, that was a bad move, though. It, they should have just, like, taken him and put him somewhere to talk to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like what they do in the book that I'm reading? <laughs> No, not at all. How lucky, Probably though, that, like, okay, was Snape just, like, hired on Voldemort's side, right? Because he's not spy yet. 
I don't no. think. No. Uh, it was he just no, like it's it's this it's, it's that that this. makes yeah. him after, come back. It's after Lily dies. They meet him right. on a hilltop. It's literally like yeah. it feels like it's that night. Because Hagrid the, goes to get Harry, why wouldn't it's like, you remember you know, when the movies right. had him cradling her as she's her like dead body? Yeah. Why 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 are we doing this? <laughs> yes, it made me cry, but hated come on. That. I didn't. But like, it, was he just tasked to be following well, around I Dumbledore, and then Griffin, like he just possibly. happens upon like how lucky again, just setting this whole thing into motion and how it yeah. was supposed to play out. I wonder if Snape was tailing Dumbledore anyway. Mm-hmm. That's literally what Katie just said. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I like to listen to my fellow hosts as they speak. <laughs> It was just funny because Katie said it in a slightly different way than you, but said the exact same thing. <laughs> Sorry, Kate, you can have credit for that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we know the dude that got thrown out, that's Snape. You know, he hears part of the prophecy. He can only tell his master the part that he heard, obviously, because if you didn't hear it, how are you going to repeat it? Um, <laughs> and just quoting this touch from the book, it says the part foretelling the birth of a boy in July to parents who had thrice defied him. Voldemort. So that's the only part, really, that he heard. So the man couldn't warn Voldemort that by trying to kill the child and marking him as his equal was also sealing his fate of dying at the hand slash wand of that same child. Um, and the man also wouldn't know that Harry would have the power that the Dark Lord doesn't know about. Love. Or no, I should say. Doesn't feel it. Is it love, Harry Potter? Unfortunately, <laughs> Bellatrix also will know that he doesn't feel that love. That feeling. Oh. What? Oh. Is it love? What I'm feeling. So Harry tries saying that he like doesn't. He's like, no, no, no. Like I don't have any power that Voldemort doesn't have or know about. Because he, he's like, I'm just literally. I, like, dude, I just <laughs> saw him. He can possess people. He kills people. I neither one of these things can I do. And the Vald or Voldemort. Oh my god! Right. Oh my god. So Dumbledore then explains things some more. So this is quoting from the book. There is a room in the Department of Mysteries that is kept locked at all times. It contains a force that is at once more wonderful and more terrible than death, than human intelligence, than forces of nature. It is also perhaps the most mysterious of the many subjects for study that reside there. It is the power held within that room that you possess in such quantities and which Voldemort has not at all. That power took you to save Sirius tonight. That power also saved you from possession by Voldemort because you cannot bear to reside in a body so full, so full of that force he detests. In the end, it mattered not that you could not close your mind. It was your heart that saved you. And I said, love, baby. Dumbledore's talking about L-O-V-E, love. And uh, Harry keeps thinking that he, uh, had he not gone to rescue Sirius, Sirius would still be alive. And he's trying to get his mind, like, away from thinking about him. So he asks Dumbledore um, about, like, the end of the prophecy. But he, like, really doesn't care about what the answer is because he just wants to change the subject. And basically, in the end, one of them has to be the one to kill the other. And then, you know, so after Harry says that out loud, Dumbledore confirms that, yes, that's the truth. Then they have like a moment of silence, kind of, where like Harry's now hearing the students like out in the hall. So he's like figuring it must be morning now. Like they're heading probably to breakfast, he's assuming. Um, and to him, it's it seems impossible that life is continuing to move on 
when Sirius has just died. Like, how are people laughing? How are they going to go eat? He like doesn't understand it. Um, and he thinks more about Sirius and how there is still a part of him that's kind of hoping that he went back right now and like pulled the curtain back that he would see Sirius there and like really be able to hear his laugh again. Um, and there's one last thing that Dumbledore wants Harry to know, and it's about Harry not being a prefect. Um, and Dumbledore just basically was like, I thought you had enough responsibilities without adding that to them. Um, and I think that like, she probably just like the author probably just put this in the book because I'm sure she got a lot of feedback on why he was not chosen over others. Um, and then it did I just, kind of seem like a random thing to add in, yeah. you know, it yeah. seemed a little out of place to talk about like who, yes. at this point, who cares about being a prefect? Hey, there's a prophecy Agreed. where like, you might not live, but oh, I also didn't make you a prefect okay, because... Okay, okay, But to go on that, Harry is a kid. He deals yes, with yes, kids yes. stuff, adolescent stuff. You've got to bring it up because that did hurt him. Yeah. I mean, but he probably is like, I get to be Quidditch captain. He doesn't know this yet, but he gets to be Quidditch yeah, captain. Yeah, he does get to be Quidditch captain. So he gets all the perks of prefect, too. Except for, like, taking points, right? Is that right? Am I I'm, right? a, I'm appreciating what's going on in the chat. Um, Erica Munch says... Uh, That's a great name. They thought that he was touching on what Harry thought was a lack of trust. Mm. Mm, that's good, yeah. Um, and Aubrey says, I love that part, though, because it shows Dumbledore, Dumbledore cares and knows it hurt Harry. Yeah, yeah, and I think, too, like, going on, because Mia even says, like, he's answering most of the questions he can. Yeah, I think he's just trying to get everything he knows for sure out in the open to talk to him about it. Um, and so quoting the very last sentence, Harry looked up at him and saw a tear trickling down Dumbledore's face into his long silver beard. I won't lie. When I read this and was doing my notes, I also had some tears trickling. Well, not really him. trickling down my face, but it did make me tear up. He loves them. He loves him. Only on his own. Can we talk about something else really quick? It's <laughs> Harry Potter related. I promise. Um, so Katie and I, Katie before me, said that we thought that Snape might be like tailing Dumbledore or like spying on him in some kind of form for Voldemort, right? So I was like, but let's think about Seven because I don't know. I feel like Snape might be a go-between person. Not saying he's on Dumbledore's side at this moment because he's not. Um... But just listen to this and tell me what you think. So then a blinding jagged jet of white light flew through the air. Harry thought of lightning, but Snape had dropped to his knees and his wand had flown out of his hand. Don't kill me. That was not my intention. Any sound of Dumbledore apparating had been drowned out by the sound of the wind in the branches. He stood before Snape with his robes whipping around him. His face was illuminated from below in the light cast by the wand. Well, Severus, what message does Lord Voldemort have for me? No, no message. I'm here on my own account. What do you think about that? Anybody? Feel free. <laughs> it's interesting. What message? He automatically assumed that it might be a message. Is this the first time? Mm. Is it not the first time? What do we Maybe, what do we think? I mean... Maybe he's thinking that... No, we, Snape was not working at Hogwarts at this time. Maybe he's thinking because he knows... I don't believe. ...that Snape wants to be 
the defense against the dark arts teacher, correct? He wants that at this point in time. Wasn't he like, I know he's always wanted it. Hasn't he always wanted it? But didn't he, didn't he try to apply for it? And he said, no, I know, I know Voldemort did and did this. And he said, no, I believe, I thought that Snape only got a job at Hogwarts because of this spy thing. Because maybe, because maybe he told Voldemort a story about this meeting that he's having with them and that you know he's like Dumbledore believes me that I'm good he got me he gave me a job and I think that that's the only reason why Snape got that position is he still up on wizardingworld.com like a full thing of his life I don't think anybody has it I think that all of that's is that all down gosh I don't think he's teaching yet though no, I'm not saying he's teaching. Okay. I didn't know if he had tried, like Voldemort had tried and applied and he said no. I didn't right. know if if Snape had tried to apply for a defensive oh, I, post. I wouldn't know. And that. Dumbledore mm-hmm. said no. And then, so he's coming to him and he knows, like Dumbledore's not dumb, like he knows he's working because he was close with Voldemort. He is a Death Eater. If he's thinking like the only other reason, because I already told you no about being a defense against the dark arts teacher, the only other reason would be like, Voldemort has something to say to me. Yeah. Well, I think he gave him the job so that he could keep an eye on him, but he definitely didn't want him to be tempted by dark arts, which is why the potions. Well, yes, I think that's after that. Do we know for sure when he starts or no, we're just guessing right now. Um, it says in he's it says he's the potion masters from 1981 to 1996 on the wikia. So I don't oh, know. So that's okay. But it doesn't give me uh like a uh thing. Oh wait, 81. That would be like what are, Oh, that would be right after here. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. 1981 well, I mean, he was doesn't pretty make sense young, to me. Though, still, so that does make sense. That's right. That's when Harry dies. Well, so like, when why, Lily wouldn't, dies. why wouldn't that make sense? Oh, I'm oh, yes, sorry. Yes. I, th- I was thinking <laughs> 71. I'm fine. <laughs> that's when Harry because dies. In 80, because in 81, he's only going to be 20, 20, 21, 22. One? Yeah. I think he was born in 60. Dang. Sixty or sixty-one, I think, is when he was born. Let me look at the top of this. God, it's a long way to go. Just tell me when you're born. Born. January 9th, nineteen sixty. It's his birth. Okay. So he would have been twenty-one years old. That's youngin'. Young. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Should we go on to lightning bolt? Yeah, I'm here for it. Lightning bolt. Lightning bolt. (laughs) This is kind of (laughs) sad. Okay. And you laugh. (laughs) This comes from Jen M. If you vacuum up Fox in ash form, will he reform inside the vacuum? Yes, I would think so. Yeah, I think he would. Hopefully there's a big enough dust chamber for him to pop up in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I'm they're like say small yeah. enough yeah they're, yeah they're wee babes i guess it depends like is it a big but vacuum also, is it a little I, hand vacuum hopefully it's a i big think one. that if <laughs> if you have a phoenix you know you're not gonna 
sweep up. That's such an old thing to say. You're not going to vacuum up the <laughs> ashes. Not going to hoover if it up. If the bird's not back yet. You know what I mean? Like you might, you might hoover them after the bird's back. Hoover nobody does it like you. Anybody remember that? Little no. Dangle? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I think, it's on, I think it's on Christmas tape, which is why I remember it. <laughs> birds are back in town. But Steph says, but what if Filch walks in and forgets it's Fox? <laughs> uh, do you think Filch is allowed in that office? I don't know. To like, I think, I think Dumbledore cleans it Comes wobbling like, in. Um, okay, next question comes from Aubrey. How would each of you... Say prophecies if you were a seer. <laughs> you know, she, like Trelawney's voice. <laughs> oh, you want me us to like, read how it would in our her voice? voices be? Like, how would like, our seer voices be? Oh man, Sarah would read it just like how she read it before. No, I probably would read it. <laughs> I'd probably read it like Florence. Let's see if Sarah can do it. No, okay. I'm really Florence. You never know. It's been a long time since uh, Florence came around. All right. <laughs> I'm not very good at reading things in this voice, though. I just, like, talk off the cuff, you know? The power with... Nope, that's not even how you start. The power. <laughs> the one with the power to vanquish the Dark Lord approaches. Uh, born to those who have thrice defined it. What does that even mean? Born as the seven month dies. Uh, do months die? I didn't know they were alive. And the Dark Lord will welcome as his equal. But uh, he will have a power that the Dark Lord knows not. And uh, either must die at the hand of the other, for neither can live while the other survives. The one with the power to vanquish the Dark Lord uh, will be born as the seven month dies. Yeah, we get it. Deep June. July. <laughs> July. <Seven months>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get it. Deep June. <laughs> oh, my God. What are the thing was like, I was sitting over on the bench. I was over on the bench. <laughs> as the seven months dies, things are going to happen. Babies are born. Voldemort's angry and he's gonna be like you know what I'm old I'm powerful and I cannot kill a baby and turns out he can't he cannot truth he cannot not he cannot not (laughs) (laughs) can you not those knots I cannot (laughs) Catherine I think uh, I think uh, you gotta do a voice now I don't know. Wait, but like, I don't know what I would. I would probably just stumble all over it. That's what I would do. I'd be in but some. But it's like different... an out of body experience case. So like, your body just does it. Like, would it be Terriet? I don't know. <laughs> I think it would. I think it would. I don't know if my body can do that voice out of body. Yeah, I could. No, do it. You'd I be can't. surprised. <laughs> Come on, do it, baby, do it. I have to read the whole thing just at least read like the first two lines hold on i gotta find it <clears throat> i haven't done that in a long time hold on. i like that katie in the chat says so deep june it is in the end of july <laughs> 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 all right go ahead terry it terry it take it away try to remember <laughs> take it away i have to remember it how do I do, do you it? Need, do you mean to do Harriet a little bit so you can kind of like riff off of that? Yeah, just like do, do you do it. the first line in Harriet and I'll do the second in Harriet. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a I minute. I know. Anyone what is any this episode, man? <laughs> I we think the title this. of this episode should be 
Bringing it back. <laughs> yeah, throwback. Bringing, bringing it, it back all to... back. What is that from? Bringing it back to... Oh, <laughs> the girls are back in town. Oh, that's fine too. <clears throat> the power. The... <laughs> Wait, I got it. You I don't need to do more if you don't want to. <laughs> it's the one with the power to vanquish the dark lord. <laughs> She's changed. Born to those who have thrice to fight him. Born as the seven month dies. Yes. She's here. <laughs> Thank you, Kara. All someone had to say was Roz, and I would have remembered. Yeah. Wazowski, you didn't uh. file your paperwork. <laughs> All right, you two are up. Oh, You're not getting out of this. Throat. She can't do the whole thing. It hurts your throat. You did the whole thing, and I hurt my throat. And you <laughs> took it like a champ. <laughs> Like a champ. <laughs> I'm gonna be a weakling. I don't know how I would. You lift. You can't be weak. She ain't weak. What did you say? I lift. I said you lift. <laughs> I would probably go all high. Maybe I would like Love talk you. like a mouse. Ooh, Megan, you should sing it. I oh, wish we had it. a helium okay. balloon. The one with the power to vanquish the dark lord approaches. Yes, it's church. <laughs> Born to those who have thrice defied him. Born as the seventh month dies. And the dark lord will mock him as his equal. But if he will have power, the dark lord knows not. And either must die at the hand of the other. <laughs> <laughs> neither can live <laughs> while the other survives. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. That's what I feel like. I will take him. The last Megan sung on an episode answering a question <laughs> is one of my favorite episodes, and <laughs> Tiffany wasn't there for it. So I'm glad that you like so whenever, whenever Meg goes Shit. from a from a high to a low note, Sarah loses it. Something about Lu- Lucius Malfoy. Of course That's I would. The- I would do, <laughs> I would do anything, anything I could. I, <laughs> I listened to it. I listened to the episode. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. What's wrong with us? Tiffany, do you have another way that you'd do it? Hey, man, the one the power, with the power to vanquish the Dark Lord, man, it, like, it's, it's approaching, it's coming up. <laughs> I can't do that for the whole time. <laughs> we, should, we should just say the one with all the prophecies. That should be the title of the episode. Uh, Who does what? Well, the one with all the prophecies. That should be the title uh, of the episode because we've read it about 80 times. We are the Uncluckables. <laughs> Thank you uh, and good night. <laughs> yeah. Any more questions? Should we uh, sing the rest of them? Like All right. Church? The next one comes from good old Marchismo. Would Dumbledore and Neville have had similar had a similar relationship as Harry and Dumbledore if Neville was the chosen one? I would assume. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Why not? I think so. He's trying to trying to win, no matter what. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. Last question is from Mia. 
How much strength do you think it took Dumbledore to not slap the heck out of Snape when he came crawling back and asked him to help save Lily without any genuine care to Harry or James? I think that... Let me pull that up. I think that Dumbledore is a man that knows restraint Mm. and that... Uh, he knows <laughs> that uh, Snape is going to blame himself for the rest of his life on what happened with Lily. And that's punishment enough. You disgust me, said Dumbledore. And Harry had never heard so much contempt in his voice. Snape seemed to shrink a little. You do not care then about the deaths of her husband and child. They can die as long as you have what you want. Snape said nothing, but merely looked up at Dumbledore. Hide them all then, he croaked. That's not what you wanted at first, though. I wonder, you know when you are in trouble as a child, and I'm assuming I would still feel this way if my parents told me this now, but, like, the worst thing my parents could have ever told me would be, like, I'm disappointed in you. So, like, to cut him down with words is almost worse. But also, Snape has to live with himself. Yeah. <laughs> my mom Man. walked by Iggy and it automatically assumed dinner was being served. <laughs> <laughs> he was like yeah <laughs> give me that yum yum snacks <laughs> anybody get a bingo any bingos yeah, any bingos in the house like there's no bingos up in here I maxed out the mic plenty of times everybody <laughs> said alright so Shut 35 times up. I already said that cute I mentioned Cute. Vinny. Barty and Florence and Terriet made appearances. <clears throat> yeah. Nobody was grounded. Sorry about that. <sighs> All right. A couple people are one away. Oh, man. Are we ready? I need a drum roll for the house cup. <laughs> we can't do like one more question to see if someone can get a bingo? No. No extra points. I cried. Uh, the house <laughs> cup has <laughs> been awarded. Hufflepuff, first place. <laughs> what? Uh, like, no, first time you've ever it. won the house cup. Shut it down. <laughs> Shut it down. It's been forever. Let's go, pups. Every day I'm huffling. <laughs> 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 all right uh, let's go oh okay slytherins are still in the lead with 14 cups woo-hoo! ravenclaws in second ravenclaws, place with 12. we gotta get it together hufflepuffs in third or nothing place with 10 gryffindor seven well you can't get any more now yeah gryffindor. you gotta stay there that's your perfect number there yep. that's harry potter's <laughs> number <laughs> He's your mascot, right? <laughs> Forget the lion. Forget Godric. It's Harry Potter. Oh, Tiffany's just letting this happen. <laughs> Tiffany, look at you. Oh, I hate it. It's not good. I hate good? it. It's not good. Um... Do I get to be Obi-Wan? Do I get the higher ground? Now, let me. Don't listen. Don't let me confuse you. I look good. But uh, I look it's, good. It's um, it's <gasps> terrifying. Vinny, I look great as Lily. All right, 
right. Who's ready for a fan story? No, let's skip it. You are a turd mm. and a half. But Kelsey deserves to have her story read. I agree. Let's hear about Kelsey because I already see that they are part of my house. <laughs> Truth. All right. This comes from Kelsey Lawrence. Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for taking time out of your lives to do this podcast for all of us. A little about a little about me first. I'm a Gryffindor. My wand is Elmwood with a unicorn hair. 14 and a half inches. Solid flexibility. One. And my Patronus is a St. Bernard. Jelly. That's cool. That's cool. My favorite characters are Remus Lupin. Woo, 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 woo. Pour one out. He didn't die. It's okay. And Molly Weasley. My favorite hey. book is Prisoner of Azkaban. And my favorite movie is Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> Growing up, I was one of those kids that didn't need to try hard to succeed in school, but I always tried my hardest anyway. But I hated reading. I was never interested in what I was reading and basically just read what I was asked to because the teacher asked me to. During fourth grade, my teacher actually passed away from a heart attack. I, like most of my classmates, was devastated. It was very hard to focus on school after that, and our class was given a lot of free reading time. Most of mostly I think this was because the substitute didn't know what to do with us and had not planned on staying long term. I spent most of this time in the library because I really liked the librarian and we were allowed to play Oregon Trail and Lemonade Stand. Pour one out for those awesome games. The librarian knew I hated reading and I think she knew I just needed to be challenged with more in-depth content. So she introduced me to Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. I took one look at it and was like, that is huge. Are you kidding me? She told me that it was long, but that was only because the story was very detailed and there was lots of characters. I told her I would give it a try. I remember reading it over a long weekend and could not put it down. I was hooked from the very first chapter. This was unlike any book I'd ever read and I wanted more. I finished it over the weekend and went back to school early Monday morning to talk to the librarian. We discussed the book in length and about our favorite characters and parts of the book. She told me that there were going to be more books, but the next one wasn't due to come out until the summer. She promised me that I could be the first on the list to check it out when the school received it. We had a library in our small town, but it often did not receive new books, so the school library is where all the kids went. So the next few years went the same way, the same as I waited and waited for books to come out over the summer and was the first to check them out first day of school. I would constantly read the books that were already out as I waited for the next one. When I was in junior high, it was no longer cool to like Harry Potter, so I sort of had to hide the fact that I was still reading them. I couldn't really bring the books to school and read, so I mostly read them at home. I was really self-conscious about what the other kids thought about me, and I didn't want to be made fun of. In my eighth grade year, the first movie came out. Our language arts teacher was a Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings nerd, so she announced that she would be giving out extra credit to anyone who went to the movie with her and wrote a report on it. Small town, no one thought anything of the teacher taking students to a movie after school. I think that sounds awesome. Because I was always known for good grades, it wasn't a surprise to anyone that I signed up for the quote, lame extra credit opportunity. I fell in love with the movie immediately. I was disappointed there were a lot of things missing and or different, but I didn't care. Seeing the characters I had in my mind for so long come to life and seeing the magic in real life was incredible. I fell in love with the series all over and couldn't wait for more movies and books. From then on, I continued reading the books and watching the movies when they came out. My family didn't really have money to spend on books, so I slowly got them one by one at thrift stores and garage sales. I was so proud of my little collection. During college, I kind of quit reading for fun just because of the amount of work that I needed to do for school, but I continued watching the movies over and over. In college, Deathly Hallows Part 1 came out, and my friends and I dressed up and went to the midnight showing. I was super nervous to dress up, thinking we would be the only ones, but my friends convinced me. When we arrived, I realized 
We were definitely not the only ones dressed up, and there were so many people my age, I felt like I could finally come out of the cupboard, so to say, and be a real fan without hiding it. After Deathly Hallows came out and I read it, I pretty much put down the books and just watched the movies just from sheer lack of time. But I found your podcast just a couple months ago, October 2019, when I was when I lost my job. I was spending a lot of time at home with my little guy who was eight months old, and I just needed something to help me break out of the depression of losing my job and a little adult interaction. I decided I would do a reread with you guys, although I was able to do it a bit faster since you already had four books out when I found the podcast. There were so many things I'd forgotten about and so many things I didn't realize were movieism since I had been so saturated with them for so long. I'm currently on Go- Goblet of Fire with you gals and I'm having so much fun. You really do come up with things I'd never thought of, although I do find myself wishing I was caught up with you because sometimes you'll ask someone or say something that I want to respond to, but then I realized I'm six months behind. This series has really been... <laughs> Bless you. Most Thank of my you. entire life and I cannot wait to share it with my little guy. I've started collecting the illustrated versions so I can read to him when he's a little older and will understand. Thank you so much all you lovely for all you lovely ladies do. Tiffany, congratulations on your sweet little lady and fist bump mm. for my fellow Gryffindor. Thank Megan, you. you always have something to say that makes me really go think and go, "Oh my god, and the first Slytherin I have met that I love." Katie, your development has been so crazy since the first episode. You have such a cool personality, and I'm so glad you've been able to show it to us all. Thank you. Sarah, (laughs) oh, Sarah, you make us giggle and laugh out loud so much. I can't handle Florence. I just die every time she comes out. Got a lot of her with your story. (laughs) You're all so different, yet so amazing, and I'm truly grateful for this experience with you all. I hope to meet you all someday. Let me know if you're anywhere near Wyoming. Don't let the muggles get you down. Kelsey and she attached pictures of the little mini swisher so stinking cute who probably does not even look like that anymore not at all adorable so cute so cute cheekies um I think you should come here so that one I can meet you and two I can see a Wyoming license plate because I need it for this game I'm playing we do it's the last (laughs) one we need like ever ever (laughs) yeah yeah like we've seen all 50 minus that. So we've seen all 49. I saw you it. Hawaii? What? Yeah. Yes. We Here. saw Hawaii like on our main road that our apartments are off of. And That's it was bananas. very, it was crazy cool. I saw Wyoming, but we have to see it together. But I wasn't with her and she literally Doesn't saw count. it two days ago and she texted me a picture and I was like, but it can't count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Kelsey, thank you so much for your story and all your sweet words. And also I want to say to everybody that I think a lot of people have gone through that. You know, I can't be the Harry Potter nerd or any nerd or whatever it is. I can't like what I want to like because of what someone else will say. Screw that. Like what you want to like, love what you love. Yep. Enjoy what you enjoy. And don't and you know what, too? Let people don't let people that. think like you aren't a big enough fan. If you yes. call yourself a fan, yes. regardless of what you know, how much you know, mm-hmm. you're a fan. And to our listeners, not saying any of you do this, but do not gatekeep the fandom. That's not that's not something we want you to do. Preach Would you it. like to tell me a joke? Yeah, I'll tell you a joke. All right. So this is a Phoenix joke. How did the phoenix get kicked out of the zoo? He was fired. (laughs) Um, I have a joke, a prophecy joke. She literally, I love when she Googles these things because she just Googles 
prophecy jokes. <laughs> My prophecy class was just canceled due to unforeseen reasons. We <laughs> <laughs> like you. I also googled bird jokes. <laughs> I also googled bird jokes. What do you give a sick bird? Tweetment. <laughs> oh my god, Sarah. <laughs> oh gosh. Why do <gasps> birds fly south in the winter? <clears throat> because it's too far to walk. Oh my god. <laughs> Look at the polygon one. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> what do you call a funny chicken? A comedy hen. <laughs> Oh my gosh. What kind of bird works at a construction site? The crane. Oh my god. <laughs> it's terrible. Read the seagull one. Why do seagulls like to live by the sea? <laughs> because if they lived by the bay, then they would be bagels. <laughs> I've heard oh that my god. I will say, I've been told I say bagels. 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 Bagel. I put some cream cheese on my bagel every morning and then I eat it. I don't eat bagels. Every I guess morning. I say bagel the same way you do. Bagel. I heard, I know heard it's a bagel. The, How do you say it? Bag bagel. What do you say? Bagel? There are, yeah. Bagel. bagel. I heard that Midwesterners say like they say their A's weird. Yeah. yeah. Um so whatever. I guess I do. Sometimes so there's everything but the bagel seasoning in my home. And Love sometimes I will stuff. put that on a plain bagel. But let me tell you, an everything bagel is better than a plain bagel with everything but the bagel seasoning. But I eat it with bagel. a bagel. So it a is lot. everything and the bagel seasoning. Also, I heard that ice cream from Jenny's, which they don't sell. Like it was a limited run <laughs> of like everything, but like everything oh, seasoning, everything but that. the bagel seasoning. They said it's delicious. No. Yeah, I've heard no, that that people, is really good. No. Surprisingly, they said it was because it's like a cream cheese based ice cream. They said it was sounds so good. Delicious. No. Nope. I've had that before. Also, Jenny's started in Ohio. Why are you looking it up? Because I think it's cool. Okay. If you want to follow your hosts on social media, you can follow myself and Katie on Twitter, (laughs) Instagram, and TikTok at the Beatrice Family. Tiffany's on Twitter and Instagram at tiffswish underscore flick. And Sarah's on Instagram at omally with three H's. She talks about books a lot. <laughs> it's pretty much all I talk about. It's on a bookstagram, but uh, yeah. You should rename your Instagram to omally reads. O'Malley reads. O'Malley reads. O'Malley reads. O'Malley reads. So do you know what's funny that... um. On Padawan transmissions, I do the social media at the end, and I have to read Sarah's like exactly how you say it. I say O'Malley with three H. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're wondering what the Padawan transmissions are, it's a podcast with me and Sasa. We talk about Star Wars for beginners, aka Padawan learners. So we've been having fun with that. We've kind of switched things up and we had a lot of fun with our last episode. It was pretty cool. But that's neither here nor there. It is actually. That's part of my life. Katie and Megan and myself and our friend Carrie. Shout out to Carrie and Laura and Eileen. We made a workout calendar together, so we started that this week, and it's been a lot of fun. What do you think so far? 
I mean, I'm here to get swole, you know. Yeah, just I'm liking it because it's forcing me we to had do some bumps, but we're we're pushing through. We're yeah. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You're doing all right. You're doing all right. What I like about it is it's things that we have selected that we like to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm focusing on like exactly what I want to work on, and it's like a mix of all our favorite things. So I get to try something I might not have before. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. I think I'm going to be really really sore tomorrow. So looking <laughs> forward to that. <laughs> And what have I done? I got a Nintendo Switch Lite, and I really enjoy it. I got the coral pink, and I've been playing Link's Awakening. So I'm on, like, getting the second instrument. So that's been pretty fun. I've also been reading A Court of Thorns and Roses. I'm on Chapter 18. And it is really, really, really good. And since we're ending semi-early, I am going to read that when I get upstairs and watch the NFL draft because that's also as of right now. And then this can go into Megan and Katie's section. But as of right now, tomorrow is the release of Pokemon Snap on Switch. I'm so excited. <laughs> pre-ordered it, pre-ordered it. Me too. Woo, woo, woo. My cousin Can't wait to take Andy some pictures. Pre-ordered it at two different spots just to make sure he at least got one. He's yeah, like, I think so I'm going to actually try and pre-order it at Target too just in case it, pre-orders it falls are, through. Pre-orders are all sold out at Target as far as up Well, here I goes. mean, early in the morning I'm going to try and nab a, a curbside like a pickup, like a drive yeah. up of it, you know. So my plan is, so tomorrow I teach all online, so my plan is just to order it in the morning for a pickup and then go get it on my lunch. Yeah. So we'll Smart. see how it goes. And I don't want to get a digital version because Katie and I each have our own system, so like I want us to both be able to play it without like paying for it twice. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Are you are you I'm done. finished with what you're talking about or is there <laughs> more done. to say? I don't want to cut you there, off. There's no more to say. Um say what you so need yeah. To say. say what you need to say. <laughs> I I pre-ordered Pokemon <laughs> Snap at um Best Buy. Uh, Best Buy because almost, yes as almost to become Tiffany like the new said, blockbuster. <laughs> Target, yeah. Target <laughs> It was sold out, but I'm going to I'm going to try it. Sometimes at midnight, they let you make an order. Yeah, so I'm going to stay up. I was up. thinking that. I was thinking that. Um, Will you text me if that is the yeah, case? Because sometimes I, I always wake up in the middle of the night and I look at my phone. Yeah, just I shall. OK, um, Tiff, I'm going to start sending you texts in the middle of the night when I wake up so that if you're awake, too, you'll get them. And we can- <laughs> well, I got yours last night. I sent Katie. OK, I sent Katie a screenshot. That Nintendo put out of like what was it like Machamp, Machamp. and she goes like all caps like wait a minute I said um excuse me are you playing this right now no it's a screenshot from Nintendo (laughs) she freaked out no I tricked the system (laughs) sorry babe (laughs) no you're fine um so yeah, I'm really excited to play Pokemon Snap tomorrow. I purchased Link's Awakening. I have yet to start it. 
I also have yet to finish this gosh darn Dumbledore book because you're so close. I have I just been so like I've just been busy. Life's been I life, man. Started I my new job at Starbies. Hey. It's been fun and <laughs> I made I cold brew the other day. Jeez. I made cold brew for the first time. That was fun. So yeah. another day I've another been getting Starbies. a lot of free coffee which is fantastic it would be detrimental to my health <laughs> <laughs> um but it's been really it's been fun and I'm, i go back tomorrow for more training and i'm excited to go back you make some tiktok drinks actually so my trainer was like yeah i'm gonna tell you how to make all the tiktok drinks just because so many people order them so it's just beneficial for you to just like know how to make the popular ones even though they're not on the menu so like she's gonna go over those with us which is cool so Samantha just said, <laughs> i thought starbies is a local thing to florida and <laughs> i realized you meant starbucks, starbucks. that's amazing <laughs> Uh, Starbies. Uh, what's a Starbie? Bees. <laughs> Bees. Bees. <laughs> um, and I my day. yeah, I really want to finish this Dumbledore book. Hopefully, the next time I speak to all of you, it will be done. And we have friends visiting next week. And by friends, I mean a singular friend. And his name is Chris. And Yay. I can't wait. He's not coming for us. He's coming for Iggy. Let's be real, though. He's coming to see Iggy. I'm not even and kidding. And for me to take mm-hmm. his butt to Star Wars. That's why he's coming. <laughs> You're going to the Star Wars? We're going University. to see a Star Wars. Not sure what that means yet. We'll see what happens. Here's some money. Go see a Star Wars. <sighs> that's that's it. That's what, that's what I'm doing. Kate. Oh, hold on. Here, I've no. got it. My cat is being my cat. He stole some I hope thread. For no one. He did what Ted does and stole thread, which is what not good ca- for a cat's what health. A, what a typical cat thing to do. <laughs> like, yeah. if you're going to do anything as a cat, you might as Hold well on. just steal some freaking thread. <laughs> you got more? Come here. Does he have more in his mouth? Yeah. What a little poop. Katie over there smashing cat faces. Thank you, Mia. I was like, yeah, you guys aren't on TikTok if you don't know what Starbies is when I say Starbies. I cannot be on TikTok. (laughs) Ew, was that... Are you sure you need it? Because that was like literally in his stomach. <laughs> did did he puke out the thread? Katie pulled it out. Ew. Ew. Oh my god! I'm sorry, guys. No, you're fine. <clears throat> Uh, she pulled it out of his mouth. There was a little bit sticking out of his mouth, and she pulled it out, and it was very far down his throat. Oh, don't. <laughs> Sometimes I get nervous that we haven't been recording this whole time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay, good. Katie's almost back, and then we can continue. <laughs> 
Theodore. You know that's not him bad for your intestines, mister. I just saw him doing like, and yeah. I saw this tiny piece. I did yeah. call it spittle. She did call it spittle. <laughs> I had to wash the spittle off from Hashtag the depths of his stomach. Life. Oh my God. What was I even talking about? I really don't remember. I don't think I even started. Yeah, just um, go ahead. All right, Kate. Let's take it to you. Uh, what am I doing? <laughs> I don't know. Um, working out, being busy, trying to catch up on other work so that I can chill with Chris when he comes. Um, I don't know. Excited to play new video games. I'm stoked. Like, I'm really excited. Pokemon Snap is, was a huge part of my childhood. Many hours were spent taking pictures of Pokemon. So it's going to happen again. So, like, why is it called Pokemon Snap? Are there you Pokemon that snap? take pictures of Pokemon. Oh. <laughs> That's all? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's kind of like you have to get, like, the picture. It's kind of like Animal Crossing, where, like, like when you explain it, pictures. it sounds terrible. Yeah. But when you play it, I still will probably hate it. I shouldn't say that, but it's not my cup of tea. It's it's fun. It was fun. They better live up to the hype because I'm really excited about it. It's gonna. Let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all I got. Hmm. Well. Yeah. Um. As per usual, uh, I've been reading. <laughs> what? <laughs> Please don't tell Actually, us Brad, what you've been reading. I'm not going to. I almost, I almost don't want to put it on Goodreads, but also want the credit for reading it. Um, but I, what did I read? I finished A Crown of Gilded Bones. That was like the third book in the Blood of Blood and Ash series, um, which was really good, but also ended on a cliffhanger. And I thought there were only three books. So, um I think there's going to be a fourth one, I'm hoping, because if it doesn't, I, that's a horrible way to end a book. Um, but I otherwise enjoyed it. And then another book, I forget who the author is. I have to look. It's like Jennifer someone who did that. I'm also reading another one of her series. It's like the Wicked Trilogy. So I read the first book last week or something, and then I read, I finished the second one the other day. Um. And that's, I mean, besides working and podcasting, that's really all I do. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I've got a stack of books. So I've read more books this month than any other month this year. Um, so that's cool. I've got to really work on my to-be-read list. I will say, I bought, okay, so I know that on uh, Audible, and if I'm being honest, I don't know if there's other sites that you're like things you can listen I to audiobooks. Just, I'm not an audiobook audible. person. I, it's just not for me. Uh, they had the... What is that Dooku book called? Jedi Lost? There you go. So I bought it, right? Thinking it's a book. <laughs> well, I didn't read it close enough. It's just a transcript. So I'm gonna um, listen to it and maybe read it at the same time and maybe that'll help me like actually pay attention and like listen to what they're saying. Um, and then I did buy that Dumbledore book, which I'm excited to actually get into, but I'm currently reading one book that I'll probably finish tomorrow. Um, and then I will read Dumbledore's book. 
So maybe that'll be my first book in May. Who knows? Who knows? Time will only tell. Mm. But as always, if you have book suggestions, I'm slowly working my way through all the books that have ever been written. Oh, Shadow and Bone. <gasps> Let's talk about that, my friends. I just got so excited. Finished that. Came out on Friday. I finished it on Saturday. Jeez. I enjoyed it. I'm getting my mom to watch it. Uh, she's enjoying it. So, yeah. That, that's my life. That's what I'm doing. Not much else. I have one thing to say. You always have something to say after I talk. It's gonna be May. <laughs> we should all eat ramen. Uh, to celebrate. Mm-hmm. All right. It's been a minute since I've had some ramen. Mm-hmm. Same. Mm. I want like some like like Ooh. restaurant style yeah, ramen. Same, same. Because I've Go never had that before. Yeah, Me I've either. never had it. I've just had the packet of maruchan, however mm-hmm. you say it. <sighs> yeah. This episode is for uh, prophecies and personalities. Thank you, <laughs> Sam Garley. <laughs> That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just in my voice! Put a little note in, would ya, sweetheart? What is wrong with me? I don't know. You need to mute yourself. <laughs> I think I need to take some laughs. <laughs> Awkward silences because of Sasa. <laughs> Look away! Look away! Can you hear her? Sasa, mommy, stop laughing. (laughs) We're back! Why are you screaming? Huh? I just like scaring people. Keep them on their toes. Yeah, shako. You got got. (laughs) It's a kilt, not a skirt. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.